the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. Yes, indeed. The show that Sean built. How's that for an intro? I built this show, damn it. This is my show, and I'll ruin it if I want to. And by the way, it's only been, uh, Macbeth, how long have we been doing? We've been doing this a little bit of a while here. Uh, about five years, I think. Five years. And um, I could be wrong, but is this the first time you told me to hit the buttons on the board and I knew what they were? Uh, yes, without having to describe them with colors. and Very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. 312-642-5600. I have to say, it's a, it's a very special day for me because this is the day after I was invited to do the Biden First 100 Days Roundtable in Lake Geneva. I was on stage with the uh, uh, really a, a crew of radio talk hosts who I have nothing but respect for. Although, after looking at the attire of one Dan Proft and Steve Cortez, one guy had sneakers on, the other guy refuses to wear socks. I was confused. I felt like only myself and Sebastian Gorka were dressed properly for the event, and he wore a scarf, like a one of those pilots in the in World War One. So I found that to be not an ascot then. Just a, it an wasn't an ascot, scar. which okay. I think he could pull off because he's got the baritone voice. You could pull off an ascot with a baritone voice. Fair enough. And I, I have to it. say, I really enjoyed him. By the by, I really did. I had a good time. And you know, when you're sitting in that round table, you know this as well as many of the listeners. I'm not a radio guy by trade. It's something that I have a passion for, and it's something that I, yeah. you know, I started as a call-in host, and lo and behold, I'm on stage with one Dan Proft. And all his degrees. It can be fun sometimes, too, to see the personalities behind it's, certain people. It, it's, like, how is he with uh, small talks? Like, uh, so it's it, a beautiful day outside today. It's, it's hard to have small talk with a guy who sounds like he's doing a voiceover right. for God. So it was, yeah. uh, it, was, uh, it was great. And, you know, in the beginning, um, they asked me, go stand over by Sebastian. And, you know, he's a big guy. He's got a really big square head. And uh, I went over and I said, hi, I'm Sean. He looked at me like I was going to ask him for his autograph. And I'm like, no, they told me to come and stand here. He was ready to call security on me in the very beginning. Which is the appropriate which reaction. Which is the, I get that a lot. And um, it turned out where we started to have a, a conversation, a cigar smoker. I am amazed at how many radio hosts smoke cigars. I think it's like a common denominator. I think it's most of them. It's yeah. insane. Across genres, by the way, too, not just political talk shows. So right away, no matter how many cities and states a radio host is syndicated to if you give them like a ten dollar cigar they like you like you went to grade school with them like you were in their catechism class it's like i gave him a ten dollar cigar he's all of a sudden he's got his arm around me it was wonderful so i had a very uh a, a very 
fantastic experience last night. I made uh, so many new friends, and it was so nice to see so many of the listeners as as a caller and now a host. I'm still astonished at how many people um, recognize just how unusual it is for the voices based in American principles, which really we've been under attack for 50 years. The voices steeped in Americanism and, and, and in constitutionalism still have such a loyal base and support. And, and, and when you're all together in a room like that, you feel like you're at a family reunion. And that's how it felt to me. I, I, I so enjoyed it. And I'm very flattered. And uh, I was given questions by Amy Jacobson. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it, I still can't get used to them saying, and what do you think, Sean? So it was great. I had a great time. And uh, you weren't there to help me at all. And you were completely useless. Although I'm sure you were. I was if, actually working last night. Were you really? Yeah. Not was, there. There was this big guy in what looked like a tablecloth at the food <laughs> tray when everyone else was paying attention. That might have been me. And I'm thinking to myself, that's McBath. He found a ride up here, and that's what he did. But it was a wonderful experience. <laughs> and you know what else is a common denominator of all of all people on our side of the aisle and our, our, our belief structure? We all recognize that this last election is illegitimate. And whether people have the courage to say it or not is the only real difference. There wasn't a person in that room... I don't think there's out of the 75 million or 74 million and change that voted for Donald Trump. I don't think there's one of us that will ever have faith in the electoral system again. And part of me is not surprised at that. We're from Chicago. How in the hell could you have faith in an electoral system in a state, in a city, in counties that are synonymous with voter fraud? So when we talked about all of the issues... It came to the, the, we all carry with us this sense of, I don't want to use the word hopelessness, but I would say it's a certain sense of you're demoralized. It's like a mild despair. You're demoralized because you realize, first of all, we're right on every principle, on every single issue, whether it's economic, whether it's social, we are the true liberals and we are the ones that, that embody those principles of, I'm not trying to force anybody into anything. I'm not trying to create laws of of spears and weapons to control or or contort society into our vision. All we're asking for is the equality of opportunity and the respect for our unalienable rights. That group is getting smaller and smaller. However, they are all coming to the one common denominator, which is conservative talk radio. And I am very proud to be affiliated with AM560 and also... Hosts like I shared the stage with yesterday. I thought it was a great time. And uh, I wish there was a video. I think, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a video of I'm the sure event. I'm sure there will be. Because there were a lot of cameras there. And uh, Cortez, you know, the minute the camera's on, the pocket square comes out. His hair, it, it's like his hair combed itself. It was crazy to see. Yeah. He's too pretty for radio. And uh, he it, knows what he's doing. Oh, he, he you know, and, and we're kind of casual talking. And all of a sudden the camera comes on and, and it was like sitting next to uh, Mike Wallace. It was insane. It was great. Because, you know, I have no respect for Chris Wallace. Yes, I, we know that. Yeah. But Mike Wallace, even though I, you know, I disagreed with him on issues, I have respect for him. His job. He was a great TV personality. And however, what I will say so, is... Speaking of good at their job. That Chris Wallace... Kind of turn your ringer off there, big fella. That's not my ringer. It's, there's something here in the studio. It is not my fault. Uh-huh. Um, I was watching Chris Wallace for a very brief time today. And the hypocrisy of the, of the pseudo-intellectual that talked himself into supporting Joe Biden and now is realizing just what a mistake that was 
And they're seeing it. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm the only one that drove in and saw gas with $3.20 a gallon right down the street here. How you doing, Democrats? Well, you got the money. Don't worry about it. What's a dollar more to you? Nothing. You're fine with it. So gas, three twenty. You see how, how inflation is starting to uptick. You see how bond prices, which controls your debt and your mortgages and your credit cards, all massive increase in a two-week period. But that's okay. You got the money, Democrats. And you're starting to see those, those pseudo-intellectual frauds like Chris Wallace and the rest of the never-Trumpers and the Keystone Libertarians, how they, they voted for this, and now they have to eat it. So that's one aspect of our life. And it's always, whenever you talk politics, it really means economic. See, people think there's a separation. Not anymore. We as Americans and economic illiterates that we are have allowed politicians to overthrow capitalism and to usurp the economy. We're at a whim. They control not just huge sectors, but little tiny micro parts of our economy like we are experiencing in the mass assault on small business. And on the control and contortion of anybody who would go into business. In fact, right now, we are at one of the lowest points in American recent history. In the last 50 years, right now is the lowest time for small businesses to be created. See, these are the things that are the real indicators of where we're going, of the trajectory of our nation. See, big business that, that colludes with, and, and is corrupted by government and gets the handouts and the bailouts and the free cheese, they're booming right now. They're swallowing up everything. But the only indication to how an economy is doing, the real true one, is how many people are applying and starting new businesses on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly basis. And right now, in the last 35 years, which is the chart I recently looked at, we are at the lowest percent ever in the economy. That's an astonishing statistic. Well, yeah, you've got 20 governors who have just spent the last year shutting down small businesses exactly. arbitrarily. Who's going to be nuts enough to uh, to really put themselves out there like that, that? That's a very good point. And then the other point is 50% of the country's on welfare. 50% just got a massive handout. So you got this money. Why would you go into business if the government that, that you're going into business under is promising to control who you hire, how much you pay them, how you operate, the hours you work, and if you're open? Why in the hell would you go into business? Yeah, at 40% unemployment, you shouldn't have trouble finding workers. And I know people who have trouble finding workers. You can't workers find. Either. Why would you go to work? You have to be almost, you have to, it just has to be a, a choice of dignity. And as we know by Americans who can't wait to get that free cheese, the dignity of your fellow Americans has never been more similar to some third world hellhole in Central America than right now. Which leads us to our next problem. The immigration of those people who live under the philosophies of the American Democrats, the fascistic Marxists that they are. And they are, have had enough in their own homeland. And they have been waiting for just such an opportunity over the last four years to run to the border. And I don't mean like doing a, a, a commercial for nachos. They're running to the border to get some of our free cheese. And can you blame them? We're the ones that lured them here. So we talked about that last night. I'll talk about that when we get back, and we'll take your calls. 312-642-5600. Sean from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows so do you think in the next uh, Netflix series of Narcos, it'll be the Joe Biden Narcos in Washington, D.C.? Because 
You know, you people out there who are buying this usual shtick, this propaganda that they're selling you, this is about drugs, baby. Yeah. I'd like to know to the price of all these drugs right now. They have to yeah. be plummeting as the flow is just insane. CNN. CNN can't deny the fact that they have they have a run on the border that is unprecedented. 5,000 kids. Yeah. 5,000 are in custody. Do you think we'll ever get an accurate... Um sort of idea or accurate account of how much fentanyl has come into the border, um, you know, just with people who have been detained. Well, I, they, will, they, will they, they just bury that? Are they counting the ones that were CIA-assisted? Do we count those, or we get those get a pass? Well, I mean, on paper, we Oh, I'm count, sorry. But, Am I not supposed to say? Oh, you know. <laughs> I'm supposed to pretend I, I'll just regurgitate the talking points that the Democrat Party wants me to say. because I work for the CIA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because, as we know, they don't profit at all from their failure. No. 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 They've never gained more strength, more power, more money from their policies. that they, I, I, We didn't know. We didn't know it would be this bad. Well, like you always say, gangsters, right? A gangster punches you in the face and then takes your money to prevent you from getting punched in the face. These are gangsters with immunity. These are gangsters with immunity. And by the way, at the end of it, they get pensions. You know, I I used to say they retire. But if you you look at Washington, apparently nobody retires. Yeah. And I don't just mean low flow Joe. The entire upper echelon of our government should be in an old people's home. They should be a Villa Scalabrini right no, now going, a, where's my pudding? Every one of them. Instead, they're writing laws, these dimwits. I like, I like a good Wolf Road joke. Um, the Yeah, the, the revolving door, the sideways step uh, rotation of people through the D.C. system is interesting. You go from Please. elected office to lobbyist to appointed something to, you know. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I, I live in Florida now for yeah. the most part. Um, the worst part about it is when you're driving, it, it really, it's terrible because they let these people out and they've got these magnificent vehicles and they're all doing 25 miles an hour yeah. and you pull up and you're all in rage. You're like, you know, I can't yell. He's you an old guy. You look over and he's 15 years younger than any elected Senator in the whole damn country. It's amazing to me yeah. how we've allowed these old hippie communist sympathizing corrupt political whores to overthrow every aspect of our lives of government. And in the meantime, nobody says, do you think that the fact that the man cannot walk upstairs for an airplane, do you think he can't, the fact that he can't put a pen in his pocket, do you think the fact that he can't stream a sentence together and articulate each and every word, every time he starts to talk, I'm wondering if they're going to have paramedics run out and give him the stroke medicine. The idea that they let this idiot, this idiot in charge of anything, let alone the presidency, and the media does the pancake interviews with him. And the, and the beat goes on and nobody is saying, look, it's OK, you stole the election successfully. The usurper low flow Joe is in office. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. It's embarrassing. It's weak, not just to us, but to our enemies who are making fun of us. And I don't just mean the Chinese interpreter who pretty much grabbed every talking point from the Democrat Party to use it against us. It's so sickening. It's so embarrassing to 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 watch what's happening. And to be to be subjugated to the whims of these corrupted welfare recipient Democrats. I just I, I, it's, I just can't get clean anymore. I feel like I went to go see a bill voted on in Cook County. You just can't get clean after. There's not enough showers on the planet. All right. We got full lines. Nick on the northwest side. Hi, yeah. Nick. How you doing there? Nice to, nice to hear your voice again. Thank Wife. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say two things. That uh, number one, uh, the uh, this problem I've been saying this for decades. This problem of so many people needing help will never be solved by sending them food. 
or or something even worse, sending money to the governments because sometimes these governments are corrupt or incompetent. And not, not sometimes, and, you know, every time. Not yeah. sometimes, every yeah. time. Every and, one of these third world governments are almost as corrupt as ours. Am I supposed yeah. to not say that? Yeah. Am I supposed to not recognize, Nick, that we are the banana republic we pretend we hate? That we are that corrupted, Keynesian government that controls every aspect of its citizens' life from the time they're born to the time they die? Am I supposed to pretend we have American superiority when the fact of the matter is we're just subject to the whims of these demigod dictators in diapers? Sickening to me, Nick. Yeah. But, All right, go ahead. I was going to go ahead. What must be done, and this has been, like I said, for decades, the, the irresponsible men make too many innocent babies that grow up, four, five, six babies. The boys grow up, especially in their mid-teens and later teens. There's no jobs, and there's no money. Uh, it's hard to find Careful food now. then. Careful now, because you're starting to, you don't want to stop. Listen to me. The sins of the father should not be paid by the son. Right. So the fact that some scumbag scumbag creates kids, those kids are the future. Those kids are the ones that I have hope for. I'm not willing to condemn one of those kids. And ironically, you want to know something, Nick? This is going to fail big time for the Democrats, not just because of the numbers in 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 the uh, immigrant community that Donald Trump won. But the fact of the matter is that those people are really kind of recognize how the welfare system and how totalitarian governments have crushed their future and their hopes. I have more faith in the immigrant that comes here to be an American than I do in the Chicago Democrat that was dumb enough to vote for Mike Madigan for 50 years. That's the scumbag that we can never convert. Yeah, there's there's more work ethic in uh, three or four families on the border than there is in all the universities. Absolutely. It's beyond the shadow of a doubt. Now, can they be corrupted? Do the Democrats envision them as their base? Yes. Well, it w- uh, was but, it Dostoevsky? Uh, not Dostoevsky. Everyone has a, every man has his price. Oh yeah, Who you said that. Uh, I'm blanking out. It it's starts with a night. D, though. It I, starts I with a D. That's what screwed me up. I, I didn't know there was going to be a test. I was with Prof last night. Thank I, for you for me, calling the show, Greg and Lagrange. The toteful. It was the toteful Thank that you. said it. Thank you, Greg and Lagrange. How are you? Hi. Uh, I was telling uh, Macbeth that I, I think after this weekend, especially with the it's just the absolute annihilation of the uh, foreign policy team of the Biden camp, uh, camp on our soil in Alaska. I think the Democrats in Congress are going to go, while we might be in like a quiet, phony war right now, I think they're going to go all in. You, I think they're going to come uh, out blazing, and they're going to try and make every move possible. Because I think as much as some people on our side may have kind of reveled in that and that disaster in Alaska and what's going on in the border, uh, I think the Democrats are really afraid. And they should be because... Democrats are cowards. They're abject. They're Democrats fa- they're, are they're, cowards. All gangsters are cowards. Go ahead. But they've, they have failed right now. Their, their failures are so apparent, and it's starting to leak through. It's leaking through on even their, their organs of communication. So I think they're going to come out blazing. Look for Pelosi and Schumer. Brother, if you were right, ratchet it up. And you know, I respect you. You know, I love when you call my shows. You know, I, you know, I'm fond of you. But if you were right, would Chicago, Illinois, be Democrat run for a hundred years? Well, I think what the more of the point he's saying, and he's got a point. Oh, is, he does absolutely. You know, they uh, they go ahead and they, um, you know, the tempered response, the tempered measures, and everything were what was what Obama tried. That's why cap and trade failed. He was trying to do things as sort of a 
you know, middle of the road sort of thing. They're not going to try that again. They're going to go for everything. You're right. But Greg's innuendo, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, your innuendo is that Democrats are recognizing the failure. And my what my suggestion to you is they cannot recognize the failure because they have no barrier of success. So to them, there is no failure. They're always going to prefer. Look, they voted for an 80 year old fraud who can't finish a sentence, who's clearly got diapers on and cannot walk. I mean, you can't be more preposterous. My point is, is, is just this, Sean. Over the past few years, after the decades and decades of abuse, we know it. It's been boiling the frog slowly. They know that they've got something here that they are never going to get another chance at because everything lined up perfectly for them this past election. And they can see that the guy that they put at the top is not going to get it done for them. So they're going to try and take it upon themselves to take it to push it to another level. Yeah, but Greg, thank you for the call. I think you're very short-sighted. And here's what I mean by this. Let me explain. I think you're on two different planes. You're very short-sighted, though, because what they also understand is now that the election system is corrupted, it can always be corrupted. You know, what do you think? They're only going to cheat that time. We're only going to have these anomalies that time. Well, that's, that's, that's only that's if me they, speaking. That's only if they feel assured that they're the only ones who are going to cheat. And the, this is this is guy's been in for less than three months. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's going to get out. Well, they're going to bring in technically more than three. Kamala. Kamala. The, the, or as I like to call her, Nooner. Nooner Harris is going to come in. Yeah, it's all right. You know what I mean. <laughs> she's going to come in and she's going to be the woman. Hear her roar. And they'll do the propaganda as they're doing right now. Yeah. Do you realize 50 percent of the country thinks that Joe Biden had something to do with the vaccinations? They think Joe Biden has something to do with the distribution. They, the Democrats love to be lied to because every morning yeah. they lie to themselves when He's, they say they're entitled to something. He successfully extended the existing trend. Please, Congratulations, Joe. All right, we'll get back. If you're on the line, stay on the line. You know I love you. 312-642-5600. We'll be back after this. They may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. You know, to my point, before we left, I said Democrats will tolerate anything. They'll accept anything. And they'll vote for anybody you tell them is a Democrat. It got me to thinking of yesterday on the panel. And, you know, I've, you and I have talked about this. I've said it on the show, but Sebastian Gorka mentioned it yesterday. The nicest thing, whether you disagreed like I did with the specificity of of Trump policies, and I disagreed with the the people in his cabinet, the nicest thing about Donald Trump was he never was a politician before. And I want to say it's it's the first time in American history since George Washington that they elected somebody who was never a politician. We've elected either politicians or our generals. That's that's been who which in a general, if anybody who's ever been in the military will tell you is is really a politician with one outfit. Um, We've only elected politicians. So the nicest thing about Trump, even when I disagreed with him and I disagree with him often and we can go over specificity of, of the issues. Was that he viewed things the way we view them, the way American citizens view them as problems that don't need to be strung along until they become bigger problems and I can profit from them, but as problems as something that can be solved. 
problems can be solved, even though they're as big as the border or the economy. They can be solved, and they're solved with principles. It's very hard to get a principle out of a politician. What's also very hard to get out of a politician is is the truth. So politician, um, one that uh, really kind of shocks me because he's of Cuban descent, and you know my relationship with the Cuban people. My dearest friend um, as a child and in life is Cuban. His father was like my father, and I have the utmost respect for people of Cuban descent because to me, like Eastern Europeans who fled Soviet Russia and totalitarian hellholes all around Eastern Europe that were run by Marxists, those are the people that understand why we must fear the Marxist ideas that have now become the Democrat Party in America. They get it. So when I see Alejandro Mayorka, who is the DHS secretary, head, Hancho, when I see him espouse neo-Marxist Democrat philosophies and lie, outright lie on a Sunday show, I'm, I'm disheartened, not because he's a Democrat, because that's what I expect them to do. I'm disheartened because he is of uh, Italian, uh, uh, Cuban heritage. And he knows how the same philosophy he now espouses has turned his once great nation into a prison island run by the communist mafia, where people are so intimidated and so fearful and so desperate, they take to the sea on tires to go 90 miles to freedom. But yet, like a communist, like the commissar, like part of Fidel Castro's cabinet, Alejandro Mallorca goes on a Sunday show and does what all Democrats do, which is lie and deceive and mislead and espouse propaganda. When you went to the border on Friday and led a congressional delegation, why did you refuse to allow reporters to see the conditions under which these minors are being held? Now, they would not allow any journalist, anybody with a camera. If you were, in fact, a congressman, you had to turn over your phone just like Cuba, just like the Soviet Union in this country. The country that is supposedly built on freedom. I challenge any of you to tell me where you're free. You're not free in your home, in your car, in your business. And what is the government's answer? Don't report on anything we do. They seized the cameras and the phones from congressmen, representatives you elected. Keep telling yourself we're a free country and we're a representative republic. And you could Thelma and Louise yourself all the way to the end. Well, you've been turned into a banana republic. Uh, uh, Two things, uh, Chris, if I may. Number one, let's not forget that we're in the midst uh, of a pandemic. And we are focused uh, on our operations, executing our operations in a crowded border patrol facility. Uh So why not the cameras? Okay, you're in a pandemic. You want to execute your process? Why can't we have the cameras Uh, where uh, hundreds of vulnerable migrant children are located? Number one. And number two, we're working on providing footage so that the American public can see. There it is. You're working on providing footage. You mean like Potemkin footage where you cook it up and you make it up? 
When they produce footage, it is propaganda. If an independent reporter, it is the destruction of exactly what our what what our press is supposed to be. You have now said you don't report anything. You wait for us to tell you what it is and show you what it is. It is the most anti-American policy or or, or, or really it's a confession of the neo-Marxists pretending to be Democrats that I've ever heard of in recent history. 312-642-5600. I've got two lines open if you care to be on. I promise I'll take your calls. We've got a whole other hour. And stay tuned. i got a big announcement. Big announcement later in the show. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. So uh, after the, the roundtable last night, we're at the fire pit smoking cigars. And uh, somebody, I, I don't know who it was, it was myself, Prof, and Cortez. We're smoking cigars and a couple of, of the listeners, the family that is AM560 are sitting around. And somebody said, you know, you, you insult both parties all the time. And I'm trying to figure out if you had to categorize yourself, what would you categorize yourself? And then all of a sudden, a couple of listeners jump in and they're like, oh, individual, he's a libertarian. I'm like, I'm not a libertarian. Have you ever listened to me? I'm not a libertarian. Do I believe in liberty? Absolutely. Do I believe in, in, in freedom and Americanism? Yeah. The guy goes, well, you're, you know, you go after the conservatives. Well, who's a conservative? Is old lady face Mitch McConnell? Is, is, is he a conservative? Is, uh, is Dick Cheney and his daughter and their their war profiteering stock portfolio, are they conservatives? Is uh, George Bush, who couldn't come up with a new program fast enough, a bureaucracy or, a, or, or some plan with a fancy name to take away all my civil liberties, is that conservative? So I, I'm not a conservative either. And then uh, uh, I think it was Prof. He said, oh, you're basically an anarchist, which was the closest to it. But the reality is, I think I'm an American. And I think I believe in the American principles of the individual. I believe in the idea, the, the concept, which is really, uh, I believe it's Aristotle who, who demanded a republic. If not, it was Socrates, as he's known in my neighborhood, or Socrates, as he's properly known. I'm pretty sure you read the first time. Um, and I believe in the idea that the only restraints ever to live in a free country are not on us. They're on them. And by them, I mean the representatives. Yet I am bewildered and amazed at how nobody feels that way but me and maybe a few of you. So when you hear me insult people of both parties, know that it's not just crying or moaning that I do. I had a listener tell me, well, what's your plan? My plan is to do what the founders should have done only more thoroughly, which is to be very clear, very concise in the restrictions that are to be upon the politician, political prostitute, which has become an overlord in your life from your local level all the way up to those old men in diapers in Washington. And how do you do it? To me, the answer is really quite simple. Money. Money. Stop the money. I don't care how you do it. Do it. Stop the money. You want a representative Republican? I, I hear all these people term limits and they call up and they, the Tea Party. Oh, you mean the Tea Party like the scumbag in the jumpsuit, Adam Kinzinger, or the Irish gypsy fraud lying scum that used to be on these airwaves like him? Those were the Tea Party guys. They were elected in the big Tea Party. Look at them now. 
That's an insult to gypsies. It is. And the reality is it has to be the money because that's what has corrupted our system. That's what has been used to turn you into a slave is the money. So that's the movement. That's the mission that I want to do. I want to stop the money in politics. How's that for tilting at windmills, as Proft would call me? I think it's big. But whatever party that is, that's the party I am. All right, let's get to the phone lines. Terry, Rogers Park. You know, uh, I don't feel sorry for uh, immigrants crossing the border. Uh, they don't look at all to me like uh, like they're starving, and they're dressed fairly well, and they have cell phones, and some can even afford to pay coyotes to smuggle them in. Uh, well, I, th- I think you're. Uh, I think can, you're assuming. Own country. Well, I think you're assuming a lot of things, Terry. And I think, number one, you're assuming they pay coyotes and they aren't imprisoned by coyotes. Mm-hmm. Number two, you're, you're 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 assuming that because they're well fed with cell phones, that they're not in complete and total poverty and destitution. And I don't know if that's proper, because here in America, what's the biggest problem among our poor and our welfare recipients? Do you know what it is? Obesity. No. It's obesity. Did you know that? So welfare and poverty have a side effect, and it's called sloth and fatness. And And I'll tell you another thing. And I'll tell you another thing, because I'm curious. You've called a few times, and you always have this same perspective of immigrants stay there. And you're do you to a certain extent, do you not think that there should be a process for people to come to the country that is not been hijacked by lawyers? Did you know I was talking to Sebastian Gorka yesterday? Did you know that he had spent over eight years or five years and tens of thousands of dollars to yeah. become a citizen? Yeah. Now, now I'm asking that's this. That's not uncommon. That's not right. Is that right to do that? I don't think so. No, of course not. So, so you, you, you know, Terry, sometimes when you say these things, you pigeonhole us because you make it sound like you don't, you're against them rather than the system. And when you say that, it sounds, it sounds preposterous to me because unless your name is Sacagawea, you came here from, at some point, some time from somebody, like we all did. And if you're really proud of your country, you're flattered that people want to be a part of it for the right reasons. The key is to come up with a policy that stokes the right reasons and extinguishes the wrong reasons. So to me, let's be a little more nuanced because otherwise you're going to open the door to be called xenophobic and racist and all those things when the fact is you're probably not you're probably a lovely lady and for all i know you're in an interracial uh marriage i don't know but you're probably a wonderful person and i don't want you to i'm doing this for you terry thanks for calling the show i think there's something to be said for uh when people go ahead and they find themselves uh all at one t-shirt shop to pick up the the yeah. same shirt to wear to the border. Never the forget something. Probably something to be said for you those fall, people. As a Republican, you fall in the trap when oh, you yeah. sound like that. That's, That's a trap call. The traps are set all around you. And you're forgetting something. They were lured here. Barack Obama and Joe Biden and the neo-Marxist administration, when they were in charge, spent tens of millions of dollars advertising yep. in Central and South America yeah, come to the United States to come here for free education, free health care, and free cheese. So I don't blame them. Eduardo, put them, we're going to put no, you just back hang on, on hold. Just hang on. Hang he's on, good. Eduardo, and we're going to get to you after these messages. I'll be back. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I'll tell you, when you're driving to Lake Geneva, 
Went to uh, Geneva National. That's a nice drive. Oh, is it beautiful? And you know, when you're right when you get over the border, you see the gas prices just drop, and you're like, there yep. you go. That's just all taxes. And everyone forgets the 10% of our taxes that you see. 10, 10 cents of every gallon is because of a Republican. Yeah. Forever in your gas prices. Yeah, Brucey. One Republican. No, it was, uh, it was the, 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 the son is elected now. Damn, I can't believe I forgot his name. Wasn't it? Uh, All right, if you know the name, 312642. It's on. not Hassard. It's one of those guys, though. One of those creeps. He, was, uh, he, worked, he worked for Obama for transportation. Oh, LaHood? LaHood, yeah. look at you. Never mind, you don't have to call. But if you want to call, 312-642-5600. All right, Eduardo uh, in Midway. That's some professional broadcast. Thank you so that. much. How are you? Are you there, buddy? Oh, this is Steve. Steve. All right. Hey, Sean. Oh, how are you, buddy? I don't know what happened there. It was some kind of a trick. I apologize. Go ahead. That's okay. Hey, thanks for being a great light in the darkness there, buddy. Oh, hey, the truth is, yeah. these kids are fleeing the same type of government. Steve, we got a bad... Steve, do me a favor. I'm going to have... Call back I'm gonna have right Macbeth away. Call I'll you. wait for your call. Call back. We got, got a real of, bad connection. And I... Plus, uh, I think I was right in the first place. Eduardo, Midway. Yeah, good evening. I wanted to comment on this Tribune uh, front page Sunday story on uh, the uh, replacement of the uh, water line. And uh, we're going to be getting uh, some extra fees on our water bills. <laughs> Is it going to be like the Jane Byrne? More toxic metal than any other state. Well, is it going to be like the Jane Byrne Expressway where it cost us eight times what they said it would, and it goes on for longer than it took to uh, build the the expressway? Sure, and then show, yeah. and then we'll get a uh, <laughs> yeah a uh, help from uh, the uh, federal government. This has been something that's bothered me, and I know it's probably soft, Mark. I'm sure there's a lot of smart lawyers out there who have been getting paid off by the Democrats that could answer this. But I've been a little perplexed at the idea that, that governments get to sell us water they don't own. And then they get to bill us for the infrastructure when they come up with new bills. Because, you know, every new bill has infrastructure in it that we pay those taxes on. But yet the reality is they're, they're literally selling us all over this whole country, governments from local to, to, to macro government are selling us water they don't own. Am I the only one that is, I mean, isn't water a right? I mean, we know healthcare is a right. We know that uh, living is a right. We know education is a right. I mean, everything's a right. Isn't the most basic fundamental need for life itself in water, isn't that a right? I always, always wanted to ask a liberal that, but I could never get one long, you know, they could focus long enough to like get to the period or question mark on that. What do you think? Eduardo? Yeah, uh, that and uh, gas and uh, education. How about that? Speechless. Well, what I like, what I like too, Eduardo, is rather than answer these questions, you know what's next on it? They're going to sell us air they don't own. They're going to call it environmental green energy emergency cap and trade carbon taxes. And they're in essence going to sell us air to breathe. So they're selling us water that we need to breathe and they're selling us air that we need to breathe. But everything else seems to be a right. The inconsistency of the neo-Marxists pretending to be a liberal is starting to become apparent. I wonder if they're getting it. Curious to know what you think. You know why I you like Eduardo? Steve? You know why I like Eduardo? Because I dazzle we, him with my... We brain. got about Steve. 40 seconds. Steve, we, we got 40 seconds, babe. Okay, hey, Sean, just wanted to say things are being a great light in the darkness. Oh, thank oh, you, Steve. Because the truth is, these kids are... Oh, I think Steve's calling us out uh, of those cameras. Uh, no, that was my fault. They're making it to the shipping containers. And they're going to be transformed into zombies on the Democrat plantations. How many of these kids on the way up were assaulted and murdered? 
and how many of the pretty ones were taken into slavery. Somebody needs to be asking these questions and holding these criminals accountable. Well, I've, I, I've heard this, and you're exactly right, and you know you're right, but if the Democrats cared about kids, would they really make it free to kill them yep. before they're born? So, Steve, don't be shocked by the heartlessness of the Marxist while the whole time pretending to be a sheep herder caring for his sheep. The reality is they just want to profit off of them. 312-642-5600. But wait, there's more. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, Here's your host, Sean Thompson. Got another text. You're going to talk about Biden falling up the stairs. I mean, is it? I didn't watch Saturday Night Live. I haven't watched it in years since it stopped being funny. Did they do a skit on that? I I would guess he's not going to get the Gerald Ford treatment, no. I mean, part of me... Although Chevy Chase is just about old enough to play Joe Biden at this point. I think, in fact, I think Chevy Chase is at least 10 years younger. You elected this 80-year-old man. Do you see him walk when he was answering the questions about the border crisis? It looks like Mr. Burns. If if the Simpsons had a a real-life Mr. Burns, it would be our... Or the president of the United States. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? It's preposterous. It's just a shame. It's just embarrassing. I'd feel better about getting Nooner Harris out there. I really would. It's just me. I'm silly that way. Bart from Bridgeport. Where you been, kid? I'm, I'm listening to you all the time. Hey, here's uh, three quick points. Number one, the store. Can you put it up on the website when you're going to be in the store? My wife wants to come and meet you and everything. We're, oh. you know, all your fans want That's to That's exactly you. what ISIS wants. That's exactly. You know what? I know something. I'm there when I'm in town, which is I'm going to be here for the next week, uh, give or take. Oh. We'll see you this week. I'm all there right, we'll drive every by. day from 1030 to 230. And the invitation isn't just for fans. If any one of you tough mobster guys want to come around, shove me around, I'll be there. So There you go. All right, two and three. Um, they're doing the same thing to immigration they did to health care. They're crashing it on purpose so that they can rewrite it as a socialist program. And the reason we know that is because uh, a freshman um, congressman, uh, Senator Obama, told us so, and Gruber told us so. It's designed. They got to crash it so they can get to single payer. They got to crash it so they can get to open borders. But number three, the reason we know this is hot mic moments. And I feel like the only possible hope for our our, our republic is hot mic moments where the left says the quiet part out loud, and they always do. And that's why they won't let that comatose vegetable at a at a well, press conference. Bart, that's why they won't take questions. The thing is, you had Jonathan Gruber. With the ultimate hot mic, you know, he knew the mic was on, and he said we had to lie to people to get him to accept <laughs> Hans the ACA. Gruber. It was yeah. awesome what he did. Yeah, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber's I mean, kid. it was the most honest and transparent moment, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. Biden they, 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 does that all the time. Because, Bart, it's, yeah, I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if you were listening earlier. They love the lie. 
You know this. You're from neighborhoods just like me. We're all from the same areas. We all yep. pretend they're different areas. They love the lie because the lie allows them to tell the other one, which is the easiest one, to themselves. You're entitled to it. You deserve it. You should have it. You've well, earned what do this. They do on women, on minorities, when there's a hot mic moment, they admit how much they hate us. Oh, you know, they, they well, first of all, they, they I love the fact that they hate their constituents. Yeah. I love the fact that Democrat politicians hate their constituents. Do you know, I encountered this um, very early on with the Irish Gypsy when I be, kind of first got into this business a little bit. And I would, you know, chat with that one thing over. I constantly would get from him. He hated his listeners, hated them. He had contempt for them. That's why he's a Democrat. I mean, deep down, that's what the Democrats feel. They just gotta. They just gotta lie to you enough. They're they're carnival barkers. They're salesmen. They're those same yeah. guys that used to sell the monorail. They're just selling you something so I they could get the it. big commission. Good. You know, it's part of the reason when I first went into sales, I hated sales because I never wanted yeah. to be perceived as that. When the reality is, look at how it pays off. Joe Biden has for forty seven years been nothing but a political whore who has amassed tens of millions that we'll never really know because he's created bagman positions. If it's not his brothers, it's his sister, his kids, it's his wife, whatever it is, and it's worked. Yeah. And what is the penalty for all of this political prostitution and what would be considered white collar crime on the outside of government? What's the penalty? You're the president. Yeah. The Further penalty is a reward. Yeah. I mean, it's the greatest mafia on the planet. And if Bart's right about the tactic of tanking the system, and he probably is, about tanking the system like they did with healthcare, then we're actually doing them quite a bit of a favor by classifying the uh, the border issue as a crisis. Are we right? talk- because eventually yeah. they'll come around to it, and then we can't argue that's a crisis because we've been barking that it's a crisis for five months. I've got the rest, I've got the rest of the clip, which is very interesting. But Bart, it. I, I want to just finish this with Bart. When Obamacare was implemented, Within 18 months, 42% of healthcare providers, of doctors that were a little older, quit because they didn't want to spend. If you remember, it cost them 40000 to take their office and put it into the system and just hiring people to do it. You don't, you don't get to be a doctor because you're stupid. But no one talks about that. Not even the Democrats who want to pretend there's this utopia where government provides you health. They want to pretend that, okay, you're not a fat pig anymore waiting for your welfare check. You've got this free cheese and you've got the health care and you're going to live in perpetuity. They didn't care that the industry they pretend they thought was going to save them lost 42 percent of its workforce. That is a staggering statistic. And that's how you know there is no intellectual honesty or intellectual gravitas to even understand the destruction of their policies. Do you think all that professional know-how would have come in handy in, uh, say, a pandemic? <laughs> it would have been great. Instead, I'm, I'm, I'm more proud because I have a, a doctor. Or not, he was not my doctor. He was a friend of my family. And I talk about him office. I, he was a brilliant guy. His name's Jim Dalio. And he, he basically quit. And he said to me, I'm not going to put up with this. He tried to hang around for a few years. Yeah. He said, I'm not going to pay this. And when I tell you, Bart, he was brilliant. He looked at my uncle with cancer. He looked at him and he diagnosed him. Yeah. It took him four more months before his own doctors diagnosed him. He was a brilliant, brilliant man. And the world, our America, lost an incredible health care provider. And he's just one in that 42% that quit because of this utopian statist vision of everlasting, everlasting safety. And all you do is spew that to these idiots, and you can be a politician for 47 years as crooked as Grand Avenue yeah, with a son on, on crack yeah, and who's also a millionaire. A lot of people. What's that? 
we're breeding the hustle out of people. We're breeding the American out of America. Oh, yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah, but we, we, bred, we bred the hustle out with the new hustle, and that new hustle is the old hustle of, of welfare and utopia and statism because the reality is it was unusual for people to be free, Bart. It's not usual. It's not normal for people no, to be is, free. This is a new thing. You look at these people. You look at them. You talk to your friends. They want to be taken care of. They want to be taken care of. Bart, you got to stick around. I got to. I got to. I, after eight thirty, I'm going to give you some information, and it's going to tie no. all this in. Uh, I appreciate you calling three one two six four two fifty six hundred. If you care to be on the program, I also want to play the second clip, yeah. which is of Alejandro Mayorka finishing really bart and and our point secretary mayorkas respectfully sir i i think that there is a safe condition under which a pool reporter and a pool camera crew could go into some of these facilities this has been going on for two months now and record the conditions under which these minors are being held it seems to me to say it's impossible to do because of covid sounds like an excuse uh, Chris, uh, we're working on providing access um, so that individuals uh, will be able to see what um, the conditions in a border patrol station uh, are like. But first, I got to interrupt. Them. You lie. I got to interrupt them. We're working on providing access. Now, the Democrats in general are, are supported by the media. Well, hold on now, because they've done something very interesting here, and, and it's worth looking at. Right. Who is Mallorca? Right. Mallorca's. What is his title? Apparatchik. He's the head of DHS. (laughs) Yeah. Department of Homeland Security. Now, these Department of Homeland Security detention centers that we've now turned into club meds. Okay. They're now under the purview of the Department of uh, Health and Human Services. So he has to ask the Department of Health and Human Services because it sounds nicer than Homeland Security. Homeland because Security. Because they're just playing a, a, a semantics game. You have to forgive me. I was My kids were little. They were crying all the time. But if I remember correctly, <laughs> Homeland Security was a George Bush idea. Yes. And that's the, the, they also were the ones. I think it's a John Ashcroft idea, unfortunately. But yeah. Well, let's pretend it's George Bush's yeah. idea. And um, they're actually also under the, the, what's under their thumb is the TSA and all that, correct? Yes. And Customs and Border Protection and Coast Guard. Now, you're going to be, I'm going to be doing the, the, the 5 to 7 show tomorrow, and you're going to be my producer. Yes. I would like you to find out who designed those Gaddafi costumes that okay. I have to see every time I go to the airport because it bothers me. If it's Hugo every Boss, time. we're both going to laugh. If it's Hugo Boss, I'm going to love it. <laughs> and I'd like to know if there's extra material in those shirts that, that you, you wear so well that allows for those pot bellies they all have. All of my shirts have extra material. I, I, I remember, I'm, I'm old, and I remember when women didn't have pot bellies. Now it seems to be in vogue. And I'm just curious to know if that's designed into the shirt or if that's part of DHS uh, uniform policy. I'd like to know who came up with that. We'll be back after this with your phone calls. 312-642-5600. And I will finish off the propaganda tapes we've been playing for you this far. You're fired. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. Everybody knows that the yeah, I didn't think I could move like that at this age, did you? I still got it, baby. You know, it's funny. We, I, I, uh, My wife came, you know, she's in Florida with me. This was a couple weeks ago, and we take a picture together. You know, when you see yourself in a picture, and you're like, oh, my word, this is my no! grandfather. What's with all the gray? 
I mean, don't get me wrong, I could still pull it off. However, I was shocked at how fast it's going by. And that's why I think it's important. There is a fine line between being the guy in the Just for Men ad and being just like <laughs> yeah. some old guy on the park bench. I told my wife, all we need are two tubs. It looks like a Cialis commercial. It was ridiculous. No, However, you're also going to need a hillside. Yeah. yeah. Just put me next to a senator. Oh, I look spry, baby, like it's 1985. You, that's the nice yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what you do is you just, next to your mirror, just have a full-size picture of Jerry Nadler. So I have, I have a, a full-size poster in the cigar store with my uh, Biden Voters Keep Outs t-shirt. You know, I, I have it on there. Did I bring you one of those? You did. All right, good. I have it on there, and, and it's a life-size thing. That you, I, and you just look at it, and the cardboard looks a little more sturdy than he does in real yeah, life. It's, it's classic true. stuff. All right, let's go to Edward. Hi, Edward. Edward, hey. how are you, kid? Good. We're great. Wonderful. It's good talking to you again. I hope you get your own show soon. Me You're too. the best. Me too. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate so, it. So I just got a couple of quick things. Yes. The first thing is that what color is Spain? I, I, I couldn't tell if you said what color is Spain or who wears Saddam Hussein. Either one. No, I what, oh. what, what color is Spain? This, the country, Spain. What color is it? Spain? Uh, yes. I I only saw it on the globe. It looks a little sandy. Flags yellow and dark red. It's a little sandy to me, surrounded by blue. All right. It's the color of white plastered walls that have never been moved into. Put your finger on the button. Spain is Caucasian. Spain is Caucasian. Yeah, they're European people. Yeah. All right. Spain is European Caucasian. Do you know that 90% of America think it's brown like Mexican people? It's not. Really, I I don't think that I didn't think the that. case because every liberal you hear talk about the uh, conquistadors were handsome yeah. son of yeah. a guns, weren't they? They, they talk about this white yeah. the white Europeans came and conquered the Incans people. and sure. the Aztecs. Yeah, yeah, that's not really. Uh, All right, where are we going with this? Anywhere uh, else? Probably nowhere. All right, did you hang up on him, Ed- no. Edward? Are you there, buddy? Where, where are we going? All right, All right. literally nowhere. I liked him. He started off strong. Yeah. Strong. Said I should have my own show. Strong. <laughs> and kind of petered out like a Studebaker. I don't know what yeah. happened there. But you do the best. And um, I got to tell you. It's okay. It's all right. But what's not all right is that I didn't finish the last part of this clip with Chris Wallace. Now, now you're getting the hang of it. Yeah. That's an excellent I've got, segue, I've friend. got Alejandro... Uh, Mayorkas. Mayorkas. Yeah, think of it. Now, we'll go back I, to Spain, I almost right? feel think bad. Think of the Spanish uh, <laughs> You know why Spanish a lot islands. of the Cubans were, Cuba was originally controlled by the conquistadors. Yes, we Most know. people don't know that. All right. It was controlled by the Spanish until the Spanish-American War. Well, this conquistador is part of the communist apparatchik, so here he goes. Secretary Mayorkas, respectfully, sir, I I think that there is a safe condition (laughs) under which a pool reporter and a pool camera crew could go into some of these facilities. This has been going on for two months now and record the conditions under which these minors are being held. It seems to me to say it's impossible to do because of covid sounds like an excuse. Uh, Chris, uh, we're working on providing access um, so that individuals uh, will be able to see what um, the conditions in a border patrol station uh, are like. But first things first, we are in the midst of a pandemic and we're focused on operations and executing on our plans. That's our highest priority. Uh, But we are providing uh, for that access. And certainly um, uh, reporters can see the Department of Health and Human Services facilities in which children are uh, sheltered for a longer period of time you know who he reminds me of a liar i'm good enough i'm smart enough that's good and doggone same voice 
people same policies. Same policy. Same party. Exactly right. But this is the same party also that for eight months, eight months, hardcore. You're separating kids. You're keeping them in cages. You're, th- this is more than a double standard. This is more than hypocrisy. This is bald face fraud, like the election results. Bald faced fraud. And it, it, it brings me to where is the, the, the Democrat outcry for a change in direction of these policies that have created the ghettos around the world, around America. I, I, I am amazed as I log on to news feeds of Chicago. And as you log, log on to the news, news feeds of Chicago, you see the, the, the shootings, the violence, the mayhem, the poverty. You see the failure and the cover-ups. And then I'm seeing on commercials the Mayor Lightfoot dressed like a, 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 a jeweler from 1935 with her little hat on, pretending to be a fella. I look at this, and she's sitting there with her wife, and they're sitting outside of a table, and the, and the camera pans back, and it's like, isn't this great? Chicago's on the way back. And it is such a tremendous insult to the people who have tried to make not just a life for themselves, but have tried to do what it is the Democrats say they do. And that is to make society vibrant, to provide a service for people, to make the life of not them just themselves, but of the people who buy the, the product they produce to make it better. And to and help they, them succeed for themselves. To help them succeed. And they are there is no one that champions them except, ironically, the other party. It shows you that there is no hope There is when the Democrats are in positions of power. There is only stagflation. There is only lies and propaganda about it. They have no standard of success because what they realize, it's within the failure that they profit. And you see that in every bill that they have. You know, we were doing the panel yesterday and they were asking about, has Joe Biden, what would you say he's done about the the pandemic and his response to it since he's been in office. And everybody said, you know, the standard failures that we all recognize on this side of the aisle and from our perspective. But for just a moment, think about it as as what a success their failure is. So when people ask you, how's Joe Biden's response been to the economy? Amazing is the answer. It's been amazing. Because it facilitates the preservation of their he, own power. They shoved a $1.9 trillion bill down your throat in record time with virtually no resistance. They literally did it in days. And right after it was passed, they're talking about another $2 trillion in the exact same thing they told you the $1.9 was from. So when they ask you, Aren't you amazed at the amount of failure? Your response should be, I'm amazed at the amount of success they have achieved for their agenda. Because their agenda isn't about succeeding to our definition. It is about destroying what the other side sees as valuable. It is about destroying their wealth, their dollar, and most of all, their freedoms, their future. That's the real success in a Democrat platform. The destruction of the other side's freedom and the resistance to their tyranny. And as you look at every aspect of your life, where can you resist 
the tyranny of the neo-Marxist Democrat. 312-642-5600. Just tell me where there's a ray of hope. And that's why, if you're going to change it, you got to recognize it. It's not a political party anymore. I am going to make, over the course of, of, of the next few years of my life, I am going to make it painfully obvious to even the Democrat mafia member, useful idiot, the one that isn't in the power structure, the one that's always going to be looked at as the bagman or the constituent. I'm going to make it very obvious you're not a political party in America. You're a third world mafia member in Venezuela, in Cuba, in the Soviet Union. That they haven't just mirrored the policies of the 1936 Soviet Constitution. They didn't do that to be magnanimous. They did it to be the powerful oligarchs and government that that system has created. And we, unfortunately, are playing into their hand by pretending to be an opposition rather than recognizing our politicians have become the second place finishers in the mafia. That's it. They're not the head family in La Cosa Nostra. They're just the, the second tier. And the Mitch McConnells of the world and the Paul Ryans of the world and the hundreds and thousands of bagmen lobbyists are laughing at us as we pretend this is about principles, about right visions, rather than what we really have been experiencing, the overthrow of Americanism. And this is what it looks like as we Thelma and Louise the idea of liberty and freedom and the individual. 312-642-5600. We'll be back with your calls and an announcement after this. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Now, back to the Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. All right, this is... Uh been an exciting show as far as I'm concerned, mainly because I got home at 2 in the morning I had to drive, as I drive back from Lake Geneva, and I thought it was just a wonderful event. I had an absolutely fantastic time, and uh, I, I, I don't know how many times you've been to Lake Geneva, but there's like three ways to get there and back, right? Yeah, I like driving through Delaware. I absolutely love it. I had a box of cigars because I brought a box up there, but you know, I only gave away three because I'm cheap. And so I had a lot of them left. So I lit up the cigar. You know, my wife came up to the event and she went home with her brother uh, beforehand. I'm like, I'll take Route 12, which is Mannheim Road, right? You know, the old Mulrose Parker and me, I can't miss driving down Mannheim Road just to see what I see. Well, 12, 12 up there is... Uh, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's not Mannheim. Well, I call it Mannheim because I'm from Mulrose Park. It's Mannheim to me, damn it's it. It's Wisconsin. Whatever. So I've got the cigar going. I've got my book on tape, which is what I like to do. And when I listen to the car, that's what I constantly do. I'm enjoying myself. And there's this guy on my uh, rear end. And the lights go on and the lights go off. And I say to myself, you just had a wonderful event. A bunch of people like you up there. There's no need to go crazy and slam on your brakes like you were in the neighborhood and pick a fight with the guy. So I just mind my own business. I'm doing the speed limit. I said, here, I, I must be getting old. I'm doing the speed limit. I got a guy behind me flashing the lights. So I, I don't react. Within seconds, McBeth. The gumballs go on. Turns out it was a cop. And apparently that's like a technique they, they do to see your reaction. Because if you're a little tipsy, you get aggressive and you maybe you fly away you or you pick a, little a bit fight, you, you know, yeah. and then they, now they got you. Right. So I didn't do any of that. So he pulls, you know, and I pull over to the side of the road. Although I've also often said that going the speed limit is about the most suspicious thing you can do <laughs> yeah. in a vehicle. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, he, here comes this young guy 
you know, and it's funny when you get, you know, my age, everybody looks like a kid. You look like a kid to me half the time. And, uh, you know, I'm, I got my seatbelt on. I'm smoking a cigar. And he walks up to my passenger seat. He's got the flashlight in the window. And uh, I rolled on the window. He said, what kind of cigar are you smoking? This is how it starts off. I said, I'm smoking an Avo, Nicaragua. Would you care for one? He goes, no, no, no. I can't take anything from you. It wouldn't be proper. But I smelled it when I was behind you. And uh, I wanted to tell you, are you aware the bulb on your license plate is out? I said, no. You know, no, I'm unaware. So he says, can I have your license? So I got the car with the Illinois license plate. And I pull out the Florida driver's license. I'm thinking, here it goes. It's got to be a problem. And I gave him my insurance card. It was, it was, a, it was a wonderful experience. I got pulled over. And it was a wonderful experience and a fellow cigar smoker, just like the cigar smokers who happened to be radio hosts. And that's what I was doing last night. I had the time of my life. I wish all of you were there. I'm going to find out where the video is going to be released because I, I believe it is. Yeah, I'm sure. And uh, I'll put it on my Facebook, which apparently I've been zuckered. And yeah, you, you've been zucked. It looks tonight. like tonight. The Zuck shut down my face. So, yeah, if you're on Facebook and you're watching our stream, give us a call at 312-642-5600 and let us know if it's out there. Yeah, because I can see it on my phone. Sean can't, and there is no interaction with it whatsoever. And I'm going to tell you right now. But it's live. It is because having your opinion about the election being stolen, which is what I believe, I believe it. And I don't care who tells me it didn't happen. I know it happened. End of story. That is now hate speech. What I just did right now, hate speech. That's not going to get you unzucked. Hey, I'm going to be zucked again. <laughs> Zuck. You know, you're you're zucked look, for life, really. Did you watch Star Trek? You know, I was a Star Trek guy. I, once in a while. Doesn't he look as if Spock and Data had an unholy sex child and it was Zuckerberg? There, Am I there, the only one who sees that result? There is some automaton to him. Um, I think there's also maybe some sort of lizard person. He's I think the, maybe the QAnon people lizard. have a uh, have a, have something going with the. I just say he's the he jailhouse love baby of Spock and Data. That's what you I can say. count the blinks in that the twenty minute clip of him talking to Congress on one hand. Dude, he is. I'm just saying weird as a three dollar. And and they might have gone side to side. And I will say. say this: when you go back, I'm going to do this on one of the shows coming up. When you go back and you look at AOC, interrogate him in the Senate. Yeah. You'll know why he did what he did. Yeah. Because they mafia knuckled him under where they said, if you don't come over to our side, in so many words, this is what I They do. make it the easiest thing to do. I, I listen between the words. Right. You come on this side or we'll make it so you have your company's worth nothing. Like they've done a thousand times, the Democrat mafia. Like that's exactly what Barack Obama did to the for-profit colleges in Phoenix uh, College when he used regulation to smash it so his friends could grab it. Then he alleviated the regulation. They all became 100 millionaires. Scumbags. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Teresa, Northside, how are you? Hi, Sean. Hi, Macbeth. Um, you know, I was just thinking crazy. about um, what you guys were talking about. Um, you know, the politicians shut America down for a year. Jobs were lost. Businesses were closed, never to open again. Not theirs. But Biden, pardon me? Not their jobs. They never had a better right, year. Exactly. They got exactly. to sit at home with bonbons. Pritzker got to pretend he was a man. I'm convinced he has a mirror with G.I. Joe's body on it where he sticks that fat head of his. Because I don't know how a man could let himself walk around like a little teapot that he is. No, the mirrors are concave. How does a man house. let himself become that big of a fat slob? Go ahead, anyway. Yeah, go ahead, Teresa. Distracted. Okay. <laughs> okay. But 
I was going to say, Biden is, uh, you know, his goons are opening the border with a huge welcome sign. Welcome to America. And, you know, these people have COVID and they're going to spread it. And it's another reason for those people, the, the politicians to shut down the country again, saying, oh, the numbers are up. The numbers are up. The variants are in. They're doing it now. They're just look. Yeah, they are. It's the appetizer for shutdown part due. There's no question about it. And that's why. Exactly. That's why I really positioned myself because Florida is one of the last states where the governor has the fortitude to fight the tyranny. And that's why I think if you can't do it, I understand it's heartbreaking if you can't do it. But position yourself. Teresa, you know I love the call. I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much. We'll be back with two more of your calls. A big announcement. 312-642-5600. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. I've been zuckered. Not on Facebook. Facebook police. I've had my Twitter seized. Very flattered by all of this attention. Yeah, you're doing well. Very flattered by all this attention. Very unusual for me to be have this attention. No. Always been known as The Jerk. Well. Which is going to be the name of my production company. The Jerk Productions? Jerk Productions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Call me up, I dare you. What do you think? I think, uh, you know, Steve Martin might come after you for trademark infringement. Yeah. Not that he owns the trademark, but... He's another guy. I can't think aged. of who made the movie, so... He's aged weird. Steve Martin was 75 when he was, like, 30, yeah. so... Funny, though, in the 70s. To, funny he's funny. stuff. funny. Didn't age. Didn't age at all. That uh, the King Tut thing, you just watch it and you yeah. go, what, what, is, what is this guy doing? That's when liberals actually were liberal. And not yeah. neo-Marxists. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the Richard Dreyfuss is the one. Although they followed along. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus is one who is uh, Smart. not afraid to, yeah. to be proudly in the middle. So uh, I'm not afraid too much of, uh, of what the repercussions of what I'm going to say at, you know, on this microphone. I know that for a very long time when I started here at AM560, as I like to refer to them as the suits, i.e. management, the guys that actually know how this radio business works. Um, Some of the least suity guys in suit. They're wonderful people, and they've always been very, very gracious to me. I started as a caller, and they uh, invited me in, so to speak. And uh, here we are, right? So last night, I'm on stage. a big deal for me. I've been on stage before, but mainly to make fun of Prof. Footwear and and, and, uh, the fact that he he looks kind of wrinkled all the time. like Zing! Crawled out of a hamper, Prof. Do you see him? It's like Gilligan. Yes, I've seen Dan Proft. I, work I mean, he looks. Yes. But you see him at these functions. He looks like Gilligan. He's I, don't, I don't do functions. But he, you know, he's so brilliant that he could pull it off because nobody pays attention to uh, how he's dressed because he's spewing all kinds of uh, literature and whatnot. Maybe words. he's banking on the uh, the yeah. genius eccentric. Thing. So last night they asked me to do this, and I'm up there with my colleagues, and I use the term colleagues, which you know really drove a shiver up Proft's spine. As it should. As it should. That, yeah. you know, he, I referred to his colleagues. So then, at the end of the night. One of my favorite suits gets up and uh, he makes an announcement and he says, I'd like to let you know that tomorrow, starting the 5 to 7 p.m., the Sean Thompson show will be live. So tomorrow, Monday, 5 to 7 p.m., the Sean Thompson show is my show. And it's very good news because, as you know, uh, I have become very good friends with Steve Cortez and I'm very good friends with Dan Proft, although I like to heckle him. And I actually consider myself a friend of Sebastian Gorka with the deep voice, and I'm hoping he'll do my answer, my, my phone message on my phone. I'm going to hire him to do that. Um, I'll do it for you if it, he won't. It's perfect. Yeah. And um, 
Steve Cortez has got, a, got an opportunity to move on to bigger and better things, and we're going to talk about that with him tomorrow. He is going to be my first guest on the Sean Thompson Show, which has its debut tomorrow, 5 p.m. to 7. And I'm, you know, I don't know, I'm excited. Now, what happens is um, you fit into the format of the station, right? They tell right. you who your producers are, and I have two producers who I love. I really do. John, first of all, at the event yesterday. Yeah. John's an extremely talented kid. Yes. So he's, he's a very talented uh, musician as well. Yeah. Well, we're at the uh, event and we're in the, the VIP room and, you know, the people are starting to come in and all of a sudden mm-hmm. I hear this music and I say to myself, this kid, this piano guy is great. Yeah. I turn around it's and it's Benedict. John. Yeah. And it's, you know, I, I really love the kid and I'm looking forward to working with him and, and, and Misty Callahan, who when I started filling in on this station did traffic, I yes. believe. And she had the Betty Rubble laugh. So, I, you know, I love, I love Misty Callahan and the Betty How Rubble. dare you? <laughs> They're my producers. But tomorrow, on my number one show, you, my loyal Macbeth. Is I'm my filling pro- in for two people. You're filling in for two people I'm tomorrow. And here's, both of them. here's the best part about this whole story, and it isn't that I get the show, although I love that part. It's that when I do tomorrow's show, you have to shut the hell up. There's no mic during my no, show. No, that's a relief for both of us. Yeah. yeah. So I am really yeah you really, you're you're uh, you're gonna hang or drop by yourself, sir. You know, listen, and I know where you <laughs> and the liberals are rooting for me to fall off the rails. Like I bounced back after that phone call that was taking me down a very dark alley. Fact, I'll recover, yeah. and the suits have faith in me. And above all, uh, you know, Dan and Steve have made me feel very good about it. And Sebastian Gorka last night, who I have, have really come to to like, and I love his point of view, and I love so many of his out. Like my wife loved him. You know, she's like, this guy's great and everything. Look at them heading home after their dirty, filthy hookups. <laughs> so I don't know where you hit that. But um, he said to me, you know, I really like your point of view. As you walk by, he said, I think you're going to do very well. So I was very flattered by this. And most of all, none of this would be possible if it wasn't for you, the people out there who tune in and made the Liberty Hour, and what call. I think is a great show, and called the show and wrote emails. And I want to thank you because it means a lot to me. It's not something that I had seen my life taking this direction. But now that I do it, I have to tell you something, Macbeth. I mean, I love it. I cannot wait for tomorrow at 5 p.m. And I cannot wait. And I am going to make a difference in the trajectory of this country because I don't view things through a party lens. I view it through an American principle ideology. And every aspect, and every policy I will dissect and litigate against whether it be good or bad, regardless of who it's from. And that's the direction I'm excited to go in. I'd like to say something scary now. I hope a lot of people follow your lead. Oh, thank you very much. Look at that. It only took five years. You finally said something nice when I wasn't offering you food. This is a big step for us. I've had a great time and a great show. I've had a lot of fun doing the Liberty Hour, and we are a family. And I'm hoping that you follow me tomorrow between 5 and 7. But there's still one more segment of this show. There's still one more segment, and we're going to talk about, um, I'd like to see, I want to see how it's, who's going to replace me, because I love this show. This is my show. I don't want to turn it over to just anybody. So we'll talk about that, and we'll take more of your phone calls. 312-642-5600 after this. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. I've been zucked, and it doesn't bother me at all. Take me off that stupid Facebook. I cannot wait for Trump's new social media platform. 
You think you'll let me draw a picture of myself? Is that a joke? Or? No, I'm that serious. I oh, can't wait. Okay. I mean, all he's got to do is name it Trump. You say you think he'll let you draw a picture of yourself? I'm asking you. Can I, can I, can I draw a picture of myself on there? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a really good artist. That's the sort of thing my eight-year-old asked me, or my nine-year-old <laughs> asked me about a, a cell phone app. All right. Well, listen, let's get one of my favorite callers in my last show on Sunday. He was here yesterday uh, guest hosting with John Anthony. Was he? Yeah. Did you notice the size of Erlon's head? Uh, yeah, it's about the size as yours. Never. Uh, no, it's not. I'm oh, yes, normal. He, listen to me. This is the kind of guy that if he played sports, they had to custom make the helmet. There's no question. No, that's me. Verlon, how are you, kid? How's it going, Josh? How's it going, Josh? Very good. How are, you, how are you and your ginormous head doing tonight? It's doing the same as it was <laughs> yesterday and last week. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I wanted to be the first person to call in and congratulate you for the new show because you did all the hard work. You did it the hard way. Thank you. You get all the intangibles. And nobody deserves it more than you. Aww. And I can't wait. Thank I you. can't wait to hear your show tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I can't wait either because, uh, as you know, I don't really know what's going to be until that mic goes on. But I uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm going to prepare for this one. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be fun. Translation. And, and, I'm going to prepare for this one. And, you know, <laughs> and you know, what's what I think, Verlon, I think it's important that we take this opportunity. And I don't. I, and when I say we, I mean it because you you know, you're a part of my show. The listeners are a part of my show. We take this opportunity to start something that can't be corrupted or bastardized in the in the way in which we've seen our intentions be corrupted and bastardized as we see people uh, that we put in this position. We think there's going to be a change. And the only real change is the name and the same thing. Uh, happens to us. I want to start a movement where we are literally going after policy and not putting our faith into people, the policy. And it's going to be a hard road because I'm basically coming from the side of the aisle that says, no, 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 money in politics is good. Let's throw more at it. And my idea is I want to do that, that bridge thing where we blow it up from the bottom. Yeah. I think you're, we're looking down at the aisle from, uh, from 5,000. I want to bridge on the river Kwai, that whole system. What do you mean you've got an entire industry, a street in Washington, D.C., where they can run to? Politicians can literally run in the, in the building and get paid off, come back, and then pretend they wrote a bill. What the hell has happened here? So, Verlana, it means a lot to me that you called, and I appreciate it, and I'm, I'm very happy you're the first call that knew. And I was very happy by the people that received the information last night. And I'm excited. I'm still a little nervous about it, but I'm excited about it. But I think if you lose that, that nervousness, you've lost the sense of respect. So I'm hoping that... I have respect for the audience and disrespect for the people that would, would pretend to, to represent us and then become mafia members. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to keep the, the same thing that got me the show, and, and you let me know how I'm doing from time to time. You promise? I promise. And, and Sean, I'm with you 100%. All right, good. And, you know, Verlan, listeners don't understand how many arguments we've had. And how big of a statement it is for you to say. Because in the beginning, you used to come in there, you sounded like one of the cheerleaders, right? You're cheerleading. And I've, yes, I, yes, take, yes. I take full credit in completely uh, making you see things the corrupted mafia way that they are. So thank you very much, Verlana. I love you. And I'm glad you called. Thank you very much. Take it easy, Sean. All right, brother. We'll see you later. So see, this is the kind of thing that I mean. We, were, we, we didn't know each other. We were calling a radio station. We even would, would have disagreements through the hosts, and now he's a dear friend of mine. Just like all of the people that came up to me last night, all of the people who are listening here, we are the family we chose. And we chose our, 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 this family because we share principles, and principles steeped in the 
the Americanism that this country is supposed to be about. The idea that we cannot be controlled or coerced or extorted or intimidating. You know what we now call life. So we're looking to change it. The Sean Thompson Show is going to take that mission, that direction, and I'm going to try and change it. And Macbeth will be my producer. You found the bridge on the river, Kwai. I mean it. I want it to be a dirty word when you hear lobbyists. Listen. I have to go home. 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 